Welcome to episode 13 of Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church and producer of this series. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC's continuing celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. If you have not already viewed episode 2, which includes my primer on numerology and revelation, I urge you to do so since understanding how John used numerology is critical to understanding Revelation and this series. In this episode, the focus is on chapter 8, in which St. John resumes the narrative of the seven seals interrupted by chapter 7 with his account of the opening of the seventh seal and the first four of six trumpets. St. John's perspective is still heaven, as in chapter 6, and the come up here invitation in Revelation 4, verse 1. The illustration is seven angels with seven trumpets from the Bamberg Apocalypse, as noted in several earlier episodes produced in the scriptorium at Reichenau, Germany, under the authority of the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III, between 1000 and 1020 A.D., and now in the Bamberg State Library. As it was used on page 72 in the companion bookstore publication, Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation. And the third trumpet from the Saint Saver Beatus, another 11th century Revelation manuscript. I have divided the reading of chapter 8 into two parts, beginning with verse 1 through 6, the opening of the seventh seal and the introduction of the seven trumpet-sounding angels. When he opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets, Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it. To the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. So the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Numerology is on full display with the repeated use of the symbolic magical number seven. There are seven seals seven angels, and seven trumpets. Seven, as I explained in episode two in the Primer on Numerology, is a symbol of fullness, completeness, and perfection. John combined numerology with Hebrew history and also with his own knowledge of Hebrew worship practices. In the Hebrew histories, especially Joshua 6.3, we find this account of the hours before the destruction of Jericho. 
and seven priests bearing seven trumpets of rams before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. Trumpets of rams refers to trumpets made from a ram's horn. Three additional Old Testament precedents for the silence St. John describes in verses 1 through 6 are first Habakkuk 2 verse 20, but the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Here using the 1928 prayer book text. Two other precedents are Zephaniah 1 verse 7. Hold thy peace at the presence of the Lord God. And Zechariah 2 verse 13. Be silent, O all flesh, before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. The length of the silence in heaven, described in verse 1 as, quote, about half an hour, unquote, is another literary and dramatist device for building a sense of anticipation for what will happen next. Completing the Hebrew liturgical image, John describes another angel swinging a censer and offering incense before the golden altar in front of the throne, shown in the illustration from the Bamberg Apocalypse. As in Revelation chapter 5, verse 8, the account of the Lamb opening the scroll, the smoke of the incense rises to God with the prayers of the saints. The concept of incense rising as prayers to God is also found in Psalm 141, verse 2, and became part of one of the earliest liturgical prayers in the early church and one still used in the Eastern Church and among many traditional Anglicans. In Malachi 1, verse 1, the prophet wrote of the Lord's instruction that, quote, in every place incense shall be offered unto my name. Incense was one of the gifts brought by the, to the infant Jesus by the Magi in Matthew 2, verse 11. The next event in verse 5 is the angel throwing the censer filled with fire from the altar to the earth, accompanied by, quote, noises, thunderings, lightnings, and earthquake. These are all traditional symbols in the Hebrew history of the presence of God, and are also omens of the coming of the day of the Lord, prophesied by all of the writing prophets. Isaiah 13, verse 6 to 13, 58, 5, Zephaniah 1, 7 to 14, Joel 1, 15, Joel 2, 1 to 11, and 30 to 32, Jeremiah 46, verse 10, Ezekiel 13, 5, and 31 to 5, Amos 5.20, Obadiah 15, Zechariah 14.1, and finally Malachi 4.5. A possible symbolism suggested by some scholars is that the censer hurled to the earth in verse 5 is a sign that the prayers of those referred to as under the altar in Revelation 6 verse 9 to 11 are being answered. Afterward, in verse 7, St. John describes the seven angels as ready to sound their trumpets. The second part of the reading of chapter 8 is verses 7 through 13. 
The first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Then the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Then the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers on, and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the water because it was made bitter. Then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. And I looked. And I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpets of the three angels that are about to sound. Numerology appears again in verses 7 through 12 in which the consistent theme of the four unique trumpet soundings is God's judgment tempered by his mercy. After each of the trumpet blasts, a third of something is destroyed. The symbolic fraction one-third, as noted in episode two in my primer on numerology, signifies that mercy was shown. One-third were destroyed. Two-thirds were spared. The use of symbolic fractions will occur again several times in later chapters of Revelation. The sounding of the first trumpet in verse 7 heralds a rain of hail and fire mingled with blood, which are thrown to the earth, destroying a third of the trees in which all the green grass is burned up. The Old Testament precedent is the effect on vegetation of the seventh plague in Egypt, recounted in Exodus 9, verses 13 to 33. The sounding by the angel of the second trumpet in verses 8 and 9 sends a great mountain burning with fire into the seas of the earth, turning one-third of the seas into blood and destroying one-third of the creatures in the sea and the ships on the sea. The Old Testament precedent is the first plague in Egypt in Exodus 7, verses 14 to 24 in which the waters are turned to blood. With the sounding by an angel of the third trumpet in verses 10 and 11, a great star named Wormwood falls like a torch into the rivers and springs of the earth, destroying a third of the waters by turning them into bitter wormwood. It is one of history's ironies that the Russian and Slavonic word for wormwood is Chernobyl. The Old Testament precedents are the first plague in Egypt in Exodus 7, 14-24, and two references in Jeremiah 9:15 and 23:15 to the Lord feeding the people with wormwood, which turns water bitter and undrinkable.
Some translations use the phrase water of gall. With the sounding of the fourth trumpet by an angel, the scene shifts to heaven and a third of the sun, moon, and stars are darkened and the earth loses a third of the daylight, moonlight, and starlight. The Old Testament precedents are the three days of darkness which accompany the ninth plague in Egypt in Exodus 10, verses 21 to 29, and in the day of the Lord prophecy that I cited earlier from Joel 2, verse 1b, 10, 30, and 31. For this scene, there is also a New Testament parallel, Jesus' prophecy of the day of judgment in Matthew 24, 29, which I quoted in episode 9, in my discussion of the opening of the sixth seal in Revelation 6, 12-17. The illustrations for the sounding of the fourth trumpet are another illumination from the St. Saver Beatus and the Bamberg Apocalypse. The latter, as used on page 76 in the companion publication, Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation. In the final verse, verse 13, St. John employs another dramatic device intended to increase anticipation of what is to come. In yet another example of numerology, the angel in the midst of heaven says, Woe! three times, and speaks of the three angels and trumpets, quote, who are about to sound. In the illustration from the Bamberg Apocalypse, the angel in verse 13 is depicted as an eagle. This could just be artistic license, but might also be the result of a difference in translation since the artist's work from a Latin edition of the Bible. It is worth noting that the traditional symbol for the Apostle John is an eagle. Thank you for joining me for episode 13 of Revelation and Idealist Interpretation. Next time in episode 14, the focus is on chapter 9, the 5th and 6th trumpets. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this episode include the AIC Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, first series, St. John, whose feast day is December 27th, is the focus of episode four. In the companion book in this series, Revelation and Idealist Interpretation, presented in 214 pages with 52 illustrations, 51 of them from the Bamberg Apocalypse, including chapter eight and the illustration on page 76. The primer on numerology in Revelation is found on pages seven through 11. In the Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated, presented in 274 pages with 117 illustrations, Jesus' pronouncement of woe to, based on the Greek uwe, Strong's number 3759 meaning grief, and other uses in the New Testament, is discussed on page 200. In the writing prophets of the Old Testament, the major prophets mentioned in this episode include Isaiah, discussed and illustrated in Part 2, Chapter 1, on pages 13 to 20, Jeremiah in Part 2, Chapter 2, 
and Ezekiel part 2, chapter 3, pages 29-38, plus six of the minor prophets in part 3, including Joel in chapter 2, pages 65-70, Amos in chapter 3, pages 71-78, Obadiah in chapter 4, pages 79-82, Habakkuk in chapter 8, pages 95-98, Zechariah in chapter 11, pages 105 to 110, and Malachi in chapter 12, pages 111 to 116. In the prayer book Psalter, Psalm 141, attributed to David, is found on pages 322 to 323. The psalm was also discussed in episode 10. Finally, in Layman's Lexicon, Words of interest are angels slash archangels, heaven, numerology, and prayer. The key to accessing everything produced by the Anglican Internet Church is available at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net where we've made it easier for you to learn about Christian education, doctrine, worship, and study using your preferred way of learning. You can watch our Bible study, Christian education, and seasonal video series using the links on either the digital library or Bible study pages. If you prefer listening, you can listen to the podcast versions of any of our videos using the links on the podcast archive page or to our podcast homilies for all the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer using the links on the podcast homilies page. If you prefer written works, you can access any of the 17 AIC bookstore publications, all but one available in both paperback and Kindle editions, using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage, or directly using my Amazon Author Central page, https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. I also invite you to subscribe to my blog page at www. Anglican Internet Church accessible through the Father Ron's blog tab at the top or the bottom of any page on the site. By clicking the Follow Anglican Internet Church legend, you'll be invited to register your email address and receive notice of all new postings. Please be assured that we do not share subscriber information with any other organization, and you can ask for the removal of your address at any time. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.